0: Welcome to the Order Magazine podcast. We at Order desire to give a deeper insight into the people we spend time with through a podcast featuring creatives and entrepreneurs across art, fashion, films, and other creative disciplines. Each episode highlights the work of individuals actively participating in culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future dealing with themes such as diversity, equality, understanding and, of course, passion. ODA is a platform where self-expression, imagination and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. Okay, so hi, Ruben. It's nice to meet you. As a little intro, my name is Vincent Perella I'm based in Brooklyn. I actually work full-time at IndieWire. I don't know if you're familiar with it, which is how I know Dixon, but um, I help Oda in a particular capacity, and we're super excited to feature you on our digital side. Okay, um, great. This interview should be pretty fast. Um, It's kind of split into 2 We're going to talk about Triangle a bit, and then also talk about your collaboration with the CDLP. Um, Do you have any questions before we get started?
1: No, let's just start it.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, so first off, um, diving to triangle a bit. I find it so fascinating that consecutively for your last two films, both have won the top prize at Cannes. And I wanted to ask you, how was this second time around um, different compared to the first with the square?
1: You know, that um, uh, the first time it happened to me, and then it was like a surreal feeling to it. Uh, I was walking on clouds the whole summer after, after the, the square had won the Golden Palm. So I was just, uh, uh, it was something that you felt, okay, I'm very humbled that I have experienced this. Uh, it's not all directors that get to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, then, then you started to feel a certain kind of pressure when I was cutting Triangle of Sadness because... Everybody just expected it to be in competition in Cannes. Mm. So, so, I was just nervous that the film wouldn't make it into competition. But when we were invited to competition, then I felt like, okay, great. Now I have done my part. Part. This is like this is what I promised the in, investors and the distributors and so on. And what, what everybody was like assuming that this would happen. So I felt just a relief when we were in competition. But then you know we had a really great screening in Cannes. And it was the first weekend. And uh, uh, <laughs> then very quickly you start to hope for a prize in some way. Mm. Uh, you, just, you just hope that you will be invited to that award ceremony. And uh, <clears throat> then when that Saturday came and we were invited to award ceremony, like I never expected that we were going to win the top prize again. I thought maybe maybe I will get best director or something like that. That was that was at least my the only thing I, I could hope for. And when it was only one pra- prize left, and you're sitting there together with your your the crew, uh, the producers, and the French distributor, and you we starting to look at each other. We started to think, "Oh my God, are we going to win the top prize again?" It was a second, you know, when I felt, do I really want to go through this? <laughs> because it's, uh, it's, such a, it's such a, how do you say, marathon of uh, promoting the film afterwards. But of course, I was like super, super happy uh, when we got the top prize. And it just, for me, it felt like it took away some pressure on me as a director, actually. To, to win it two times, to win it once, then you have to live up to that you have got the golden palm. And there, there will be some people that is like saying, yeah, another film should have won that year and so on. But when you get it the second time, it's almost that you are giving the first jury, the square jury, right what in what they did. Uh, you're evaluating also the, the first prize. So it was a really great feeling. and. And then when you start to look at, okay, how many directors have won two Golden Palms, then you realize it's a kind of exclusive club. Mm. And the scary thing that happens after that is that you start to think, it's actually, possible to win a third time. Mm. So (laughs) yeah, these are the, the, the feelings that I'm dealing with. And you know what I'm saying now to my team? Just even though I know how hard it would be, but I'm, t- I'm telling everybody that when we are starting up now, the entertainment system is now. I say a great bar to have, like we can at least aim for it. The film should be good enough to win a third palm, because even if we don't manage to do that, it's going to push up our performance.
0: Mm, yeah, I feel like it, I feel like it's just like incredibly high stakes, especially for your next film. Everybody's going to have their eyes on it. Like, all right, what's this guy going to pull out of his bag next? I'm excited to see. And it's funny. I remember, if I remember correctly with The Square, I remember reading something like you previewed the film five or six times to audiences in different countries to see how it was, would be perceived. And I wanted to ask, did you do anything similar with Triangle?
1: Yes, we did. We did even more. Test screenings this time. I think we we maybe in total did something like fifteen test screenings, mm. and I was participating in five of those test screenings. So I was in three test screenings in Sweden, uh, two in Spain, in in Campos, the little village where I have, I have a house on Mallorca, where I have uh, I cut, cut uh, the. the The last part of the process, the last part before we sent the film to Cannes, I was cutting here in in Spain. And then I was uh, participating in a a test screening in Berlin, or two in Berlin, actually. So for me, it's a really important part of the process, you know, because um, I, I want to create test screenings where we have at least 30 people in the audience, because you have to create a body of an audience. Because the dynamics and the rhythm of a film is completely different if you're watching it by yourself in front of one screen or if you're watching it together with an audience. It changes the rhythm of the film and it changes on how people are, how to say, collaborating with the film. And for me, it's not so important to ask the audience questions. The, The most important thing is to sit together with an audience and to feel when are they concentrated? When are they losing their concentration? When do you do I feel that they think parts of the film is too long? When do I feel that they didn't really catch that? Maybe I had to make it a little bit longer. So the rhythm and the dynamics of the film is uh, it gives you immediate response on on the editing and how you should edit the film in order to make it work in a cinema. Uh, so that have been a very important part for me. And I will continue to push this thing because I think we have been a little bit bad in this in Europe uh, uh, to really consider what we're doing, a cinema experience. And with Triangle of Sundance, I really wanted to create, like, you know, a roller coaster ride for adults. I wanted them, if they get to the cinema, they're going to have a hell of a ride. They are going to experience something that is wild, entertaining. And thought-provoking. I want them to be, how to say, challenged when it comes to like the content of the film. I want to raise questions. So, and and then I have to understand how the film works with an audience.
0: Mm, and I like how you were talking a bit about how you wanted this film to sort of be like a roller coaster ride for adults. And particularly, I love how with your films, your take on sort of giving like a scope onto the absurdities of human behavior and diving into these satires. And while I feel like the inspiration for Triangle can be a bit obvious, I wanted to ask you specifically, what was your take on your inspiration for the film?
1: Well, I think that first of all, I must say that um, people are talking about Parasite, of course, which I think is a Mm. great, fantastic movie. The thing is that I I had written the film already when Parasite, uh, when I saw Parasite. So uh, the shooting of of, um, Triangle of Sadness happened like now one year later because of the pandemic and uh, the financing and so on. Uh, But uh, of course, you get inspired when you see a film like Parasite. It was so well cut. So that was maybe something that pushed up the bar for me where, where I wanted to end up. But one inspiration that I had that an Italian audience actually could pick up on was Lina Wertmüller, the Italian director. Uh, she was uh, active during the 70s, um, mostly. And she made a film called Swept Away. And uh, uh, Lina Wertmüller was, she was like the, the Italian female version of Buñuel. She was really like, you know, wild, entertaining and, and intellectual at the same time. And so if you like a movie that is about like two characters getting stranded on a deserted island, you should check up uh, Lena Bertmüller's uh, "Swept Away." And later on, Guy Ritchie was inspired by this, this film, and they made a remake with Madonna, Madonna playing one of the parts. Uh, but I, I, I would say that I think that Lena Miller version, her uh, or the original version, is much better.
0: Oh, that's so funny. My, my boss at IndieWire was actually telling me about that film, like, in Toronto for TIFF. So maybe I'll watch it this weekend. That sounds awesome.
1: You should, because, you know, Lena Berthel, it's interesting. She was the first female director that got nominated for an Oscar in directing.
0: Oh, no. Uh, yeah.
1: So, and at that time when she, she got nominated for the Oscar... She was quite famous also in the US. She was invited for the Late Show, or like I don't remember if it was the Late Show, but like the biggest uh, uh, TV uh, uh, programs in the US. She was like a guest, and uh, she passed away um, uh, this year. So I think it's great to try to uh, to bring some attention to her and to her feelings. And next to Swept Away, there was also a film called Seven Beauties that she did. That was fantastic.
0: Mm. Sweet, yeah, I'll definitely, I'm gonna be watching some trailers after this call. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Cool, okay, so that was great. And now we're gonna segue a bit into um, your collaboration with the CDLP. But first off, I wanted to ask you, how did your relationship with them come about?
1: Uh, They actually called me or texted me and asked me if, if uh, they could use some images from my films in order to create like a tribute to the, the Ruben Osterland films. films. Uh, so I said, wow, this is great. <laughs> uh, of course, I want to be a part of this. So they basically had access to take frame grabs from, from all, of the, all of the films that I've made. Uh, and they came up with like, like I think maybe it was like 10 or 15 different uh, examples, you know, different suggestions. And I thought all of them were great. So I was like, yeah, sure. Yes, go for it. Uh, yeah. Cool. And
0: I also wanted to ask you a bit about what it was like working with Ingrid, because I remember reading, you guys were childhood friends or you were running in the same
1: circle? She is the sister of an old friend of mine. Oh, Uh, cool. So when I was making ski films, uh, I was hanging around a group of young men uh, that came from different parts of Sweden and different parts of Gothenburg on the west coast of Sweden. And her brother, Anders, uh, was a part of this uh, group of, of, of like skiers and maybe he, he didn't ski that much but he was a friend of one of the skier friends of mine. So we spent a lot of time together and I think that Ingrid then, she was, uh, she was probably the little sister was way too young to, to uh, hang out with her older brother.
0: Oh, that's so fascinating. That's so cool. I remember reading that. I'm like, wait, that's so cool. Reconnecting like decades later. (laughs) Um, But that's perfect. That just about does it actually for questions on my end. Was there anything else you wanted me to hit or do you think I kind of covered everything?
1: Mm, No, but of course you can say also that what it was interesting to do a collaboration with Seria and since the film is about the, the fashion world. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm happy to to do that with them and yeah uh, but I wish it would have happened before so I got uh, got some more knowledge about how it is to like be part of uh, a collection or something like that
0: Mm -hmm. cool yeah I'll definitely make note of that um so that okay. sounds good um i'm gonna work on getting this piece written up over the weekend we'll send it over to your team for just like a final approval hopefully by the end of day monday and we'll launch it next week but again i just wanted to thank you for hopping on the call triangle is one of my favorite movies of the year i was crying throwing up laughing during <laughs> <quarantine>. <laughs> so thank you for that
1: uh, great great to hear that thank you
0: Of course. And um, enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks, Vincent. Appreciate it. Thank you, you Dick, and I'll see you soon. Bye. (laughs)